What's up, alien invaders? Welcome back to Atsune Miku's Crack House. This is episode 89 of the show. I'm your host, as always, Sam Kingma. I join my first friend and co-host, Miles J. Now, Miles, uh, we got unfortunately interrupted by Apple uh, before the show was started. And I was giving you my pitch on what I claim to be an $100,000 idea, which is the day one out-the-box emotionless screening, as I've dubbed it, or as you refer to it as, the respectful screening of popular nerd films, which is, you know, let's be fucking honest, what's keeping Hollywood afloat right now is all this Star Wars shit, all this Marvel stuff kind of single-handedly saving the movie theater industry. But you go see a movie like Spider-Man on day one, and the crowd's yipping and cheering at every little fucking thing. They're clapping at everything. They're laughing really loud at, at like, okay jokes. And, like, you can't kick them out. It's not like they're, like, on their phone or, like, talking to their friend about something irrelevant. They're all, all into the movie, but it's very loud, you know? And I think there's some introverts out there that would pay a premium to go see a movie where it's dead silent. There will be no cheering, no yipping or yaying or neighing or yee-hawing in the theater for the entire runtime of a film. That way you can sit down in a movie, be so, be it, feel like it, you have a packed theater all to yourself because it's dead quiet. No one's chitting and chatting. And you pay a premium so you can fully experience IMAX fucking Dolby Atmos sound to its fullest quality without you know, kids, you know, yelling or whatever. And I mean, we already have rowdy screenings. You know, we already have, you know, I, I shout out one of my local theaters. They would actually occasionally put on autistic screenings or, or sittings where the lights are on and the volume is a little quieter. That is so based. Oh, my God. Yeah, I remember they did it for uh, I, I noticed the the they had a little flyer for Teen Titans Go and that movie was in theaters. Great fucking film, by the way. I like love that movie. Yeah, I've, I've uh, heard that movie's actually so much fun. It's a uh, I, I actually it was uh, it was me uh, and my two friends and then. We were all the way in the back corner of the theater, just us, and then there were, like, two, like, 12-year-olds who were there for the first 40 minutes, and they just left, and we have, like, no idea what happened to them. It's like, they clearly didn't drive themselves. Oh, they got trafficked. They got trafficked to the to the fucking movie theater, and they were, they were Teen Titans there. go to the traffic. Uh, no, that doesn't make any sense. Teen Titans get trafficked to the movies. Teen Titans get trafficked to the film. That's the thing. They got trafficked to the film, and then they got trafficked into sex tourism out of the film. So it's really unfortunate. Yeah. Now they'll oh, be the boy I, hole I, for boy George. I will say, Miles, for these two, these two 12, 13 year olds who went and saw Teen Titans go. Here's something I did not consider whatsoever in in this equation. They could have bought tickets to see Teen Titans go, and then snuck into an R-rated movie. That's actually most or, likely. Or That's really likely. Now, I, I, I can't remember, and I don't know if there's a good way to check what movies were in theaters the same time frame as as Teen Titans Go to the Movies, because I don't really remember, because it was a summer film. I remember it being kind of warm out. I was in a t-shirt when I saw it, and I don't remember anything particularly crazy being out, but then again, I don't fucking know shit about film, you know? The thing is, I feel like that doesn't happen anymore. Like, if a kid wanted to see an R-rated movie... 
and they couldn't get into it. Like the the reason that you would want to sneak into an R-rated movie at that age is that like there was really no other way to experience that level of violence or sex or masculinity, right? But like yeah. Like there's just clips of smiling friends on YouTube, like where people are just getting fucking, you know, like mulched or whatever. I don't actually that's probably not a smiling friends thing. I mean, there's probably <laughs> All adult, I mean, all there adult is swims a, have dude, violence. There is a scene where where a, where a uh, office party eats alive this like this, oh yeah, it's like, like, like a, a monster beast. Yeah, yeah, it's like a branch monster. Yeah, like like that's the big thing is that like all adult swim shows have violence. I don't need to see Smiling Friends to know that it's got violence. I hear it's good, so that's that's nice, oh, uh, dude. I need a fucking W. I haven't seen the entire show yet, but I have seen a lot of clips. From, I've seen probably a few. I've seen enough clips from every episode that feels like I've watched it. It's really fucking good. It's really funny. I it, it got it got a lot of chuckles out of me, and it's just been so good. It just uh, it makes me glad that like, oh yeah, fucking YouTube people made this fine. Like you know a big W, like the biggest biggest W for me. Um, because it's like the it's, thing you know, about it's it is like a lot people. of YouTube people, but a lot of YouTube people end up making things like I, Rice Pirate. This is the thing that people don't know about Rice Pirate. Rice Pirate's a fucking animation professional. Like, he he does fucking cuts for just just any cartoon. He just works in the industry. The The big difference, though, with Smiling Friends is that this is a this is content created by the YouTubers, as yeah. opposed to Rice Pirate, who is just a working man. He is just, and, and I don't mean to say just a working man as if that's nothing, but he, he is not creating the content. He is just being instrumental to its creation. Yeah. And what I find, but what what I also will say too is that the comedy of it definitely feels like a very like watching clips on YouTube felt just right, you know, like it really fe- like felt like you know by you know people who got started on on the internet, and it's very like it, not I can't I don't want to call it internet humor, but it's it, it's humor that fits right at home on at a site like YouTube with like little out of context clips from from the show and how every episode is it kind of does something like a little different even though it uses the same cast of characters in general like structure of plots it just feels different because they they try to help someone new every episode so that like that just leads to kind of you know whatever being able to happen um and there's so much great voice talent in the show shout out mike scalasta uh i pronounced that last stoke glassa stoke one more Stoklasa. time. Stokolasa. Yeah, who voices Desmond, who's the guy with the gun in his head in his pilot. So fucking funny. He's so fucking good in that episode. And yeah, they got a lot of fucking people. They got, you know, Harry Partridge is in it. A lot of an- other animators uh, make appearances. Or also, apparently, like, like uh, Harry Partridge did some animation work for, like, the... Uh, there's, like, a, uh, a Don Blue Florida of the Rings parody character that's in one of the episodes that apparently he did the animation for. So it's just a cool... It's, like, a really cool, cool product. It's, like, a really cool piece of, piece of TV. Um, yeah, it's a I cool moment, especially for, for the internet. It's probably not for me, which is fine. Just because it's not for me doesn't mean I'm going to dunk on it. Or... Yeah, I said that right, right? I'm not going to dunk on it is the yeah. point. Like, I don't... I don't I, I just I just want to clear the air here. Just because I don't like something doesn't mean or ju- just because I don't like what something is about doesn't mean I'm going to come after it for two hours on this show. Let's 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 be clear. Yeah, and and even if you know like the the comedy or like the art style or, or whatever is like not for you, you can still appreciate like the craftsmanship 
at play I, here. Yeah, the the thing is, like, the clips I've seen, I was like, yeah, I could see why this is, like, funnier than the average just adult swim direct. The big thing about this show is that it's a fucking cartoon. <laughs> like, you yeah. know what I mean? It's it's actually, it's got the, the anarchic, like, animation style that made a lot of these YouTubers famous. So... It's it's just nice to see something where the comedy isn't just like jaded, boring writers making characters insult each other. Like it's, it's yeah, there's really like none of that, dude. Like I will say that like it doesn't ever come across like any of the characters like hate each other in the show from the clips I saw. Like yeah, it is weird that like Americans are like, what's funny? I guess when people hate each other, right? Yeah. Like I've been I've been playing. Um. So I finished Shin Megami Tensei Nocturne. Uh. And uh, I was right. <laughs> I I was tired and I wanted it to be over by the time it was over. But it was good. It was a really good game. Uh. You should not play it, Sam. No, play twenty hours. Play twenty hours and say <laughs> that was good, and then stop. Um. And then look up the endings on YouTube and be like, oh, neat. That seems really cool, and then feel like you missed out, but then also know deep down in yourself yeah, you would really never didn't. finish the game normally anyways. Yeah. Uh, so fuck it. But I, I moved on to Shin Megami Tensei Strange Journey, which is the uh, the HP Lovecraft Shin Megami Tensei game. Ooh, okay. Even though it's not, it's it's still very, like, I mean, it's still very Shin Megami Tensei-esque, where it's, you know, this kind of colorful world of demons, but it's it's got a sci-fi grounding. It's, it's um... You know, these scientists and soldiers go to Antarctica where a big black void has opened up and is expanding rapidly. And by the scientific calculations... Wait, the second impact? The second impact? And scientifically, it will soon consume the Earth if it's not stopped. So we gotta send some soldiers in giant flying tanks. Like, big tanks the size of, like, uh, like a house, right? Yeah. These giant tanks have to go inside of uh inside inside of the Schwarzwelt and they gotta they gotta go inside of it and they gotta shoot up these demons but they got demon summoning computers that are able to uh to to make demons their allies and it turns out that maybe humans are, are the real demons after that's actually all. exactly that's exactly where it's going so far but I hope that it's it's not like quite that simple I've heard that it's not and it, it gets pretty crazy but that's definitely like a lot of the implication is like the Schwarzwald is sort of a punishment for humanity but the angels are here and of course the angels side with humanity but do they really or do they really just side with God's plan for humanity every SMT game is a fucking same uh, which is kind of why they're interesting because it's all like a different interpretation of the exact same moral dilemma <laughs> like if Shin Megami Tensei 6 wanted to blow people's mind the way that 3 did they just need to like do away with law and chaos and it just needs to be like fucking eldritch understanding of uh of philosophy versus eldritch understanding of philosophy because in SMT3 the uh the factions are uh what's it Shijima Shijima which is a world of stillness without emotion where everyone becomes one with the cosmos. Yosuga, which is an anarchic world in which only the strong have any right to exist. And um, Mishi- Musubi, which is a world where everyone is isolated and there's only personal solitude and nobody knows that anyone else exists. So it's basically extreme solipsism, right? Yeah. And and it's like and these are your ending choices. 
Piquus one sounds the least sucky. And of course, there's there's a, a an ending that's more palatable to the person who isn't fucking stupid and thinks any of these sound okay, like remotely okay for the fate of humanity. But that's interesting. It's interesting that that your options are just these really shitty, awful ideas run by sociopaths who don't deserve to have any free thought because this is what they come up with. But yeah, like that's what they need to do is they need to get rid of like the law and chaos hero, especially. And it's just these fucking lunatics like an SMT3 who have no right to to ever think for themselves because their ideas are terrible. It's like a Twisted Metal 4 ending, you know, or Twisted Metal 3 ending, where the wish that the character makes is the stupidest fucking thing you've ever heard. What what, what do they wish in Twisted Metal 3? So Twisted Metal 3 and 4 were handled by a different company, and they're, like, wacky and silly. It's hard to explain the tone in comparison to Twisted Metal 1 and 2, because Twisted Metal 1 and 2 are, are... comic of course they're ridiculous yeah they're ridiculous but there's like there's a gritty there's like a gritty edginess to the twisted metal one and two along it's like it's it's like edgy but in like kind of a crazy fun way it's yeah it's it's edgy in a way that the 90s were very edgy whereas black is like really like i can only describe it as columbine core (laughs) yeah no, I like totally get. I like totally know what that is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like just like where everyone wears trench coats and people loved serial killers and school shooters and, and nine bullying. inch nails. Yeah, and bullying was such a problem that like like kids were getting fucking killed by bullies, shit like that. Right? Yeah. Like, oh my dude, Twisted Metal Black is like painfully edgy. I've always had a fascination with just how edgy it is. That's the PS2 one, right? Black. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's the one I've always been the most interested in playing because I don't really have any familiarity with the Twisted Metal series. You you would probably than, like the gameplay, yeah. Yeah, they look interesting. What I've always found like interesting about like Twisted Metal is like it, it's like the Twisted Metal could like not happen today, and I don't mean literally Twisted Metal. I mean like think of like Destruction All Stars, right? Which is like the closest thing that PlayStation or Sony's released in a first party capacity that's kind of like Twisted Metal. They're both car combat games. But Destruction All Stars has nothing is a non-game. It's like a no there's no identity. There's nothing interesting about it other than it's a car combat game that has like a like a like a, a Fortnite Rumbleverse S aesthetic, Knockout City S, like cell shaded, like like cheap Chinese Pixar ass aesthetic, and it's a car combat game. But there's no idea behind it. Whereas like Twisted Metal, Twisted Metal's like a world, you know, like it's a world with like ca- like actual like characters that ha- like Sweet Tooth who has like an aesthetic and is iconic in his own right you see him and you're like oh yeah it's sweet tooth from twisted metal and there's like there's something more right going on with the twisted metal world and characters beyond the car combat you know where it feels like today it's like oh here's the car combat game and there's no ideas behind it it's just there it's the it's destruction all-stars it's like what if destruction all-stars is a game that they play on TV in like The Sopranos, you know, like. It, I mean, the the, the thing about Dom Twisted Ball. Metal. First of all, apparently it is coming back, and it's not being made by David Jaffe, which is hilarious. 
But uh, apparently Twisted Metal was, like, optioned by Sony or something like that to, like, come back. I don't exactly so remember it, the headline. Dude, so it's straight up getting a TV show. The guy who plays Anthony Mackie uh, is playing John Doe, who I, I guess is not, not sweet. John too. Doe <laughs> like, is... He's, John, like, the John main Doe, character of, no, of the games. No, not right? quite. So John Doe is a... In, in Twisted Metal Black, which I'm most familiar with, John Doe is a sniper... Or wait, no, no, no. John Doe is is a, a reference to Fight Club and Memento, where like he lost his memories, uh, and he's like got tattoos, and he's trying to remember his his past. He's the perfect choice for a character who is like who can be in this world justifiably and can be the main character of Twisted Metal because you can't make a show about Sweet Tooth because Sweet Tooth is he's crazy. Well, Sweet Tooth is not just crazy, he's painfully edgy and unlikable. Like, he's likable in terms of an edgy Columbine core video game character, but I would not want to watch 10 hours of Sweet Tooth. Which no. is why, um, which is why the, the Twisted Metal 2012 PS2 game, or PS3 game, is, like, fucking heinous. Because all the characters suck, and none of them are likable, and you don't want to fucking follow a single one of them. And all their stories are shit. Did the 2012 game even have story? I was under the impression that was a multiplayer only game. No, it was not. It had okay. story and the story was fucking was awful. So the thing about the story is that it's all done in FMVs, but the FMVs are live action FMVs with the actors superimposed over anim or like photoshopped, photographed, clearly visibly not real backgrounds. Oh, and it just yeah. looks terrible. It looks like a, like a soap opera, right? Yeah, basically. And and <laughs> and it's like and it's like that's just not a good aesthetic. I'm sorry. It just it just it's good in 2001 when that would be really fucking funny to look back on or like 1998 or something. But like in 2012 it's like I don't I paid $60 for this. Exactly. And like, I know I, better. When are we going to learn like when are we going to learn that just like like live action in games is like really not going to work. I can think of I can think of two two examples where live action kind of kind of worked in games. Is one of them Pepsi Man? Oh, okay, three. Three. Pepsi Man? Is great. That shit's awesome. He's hysterical. I'm sorry. What I meant to say is Miles, modern like some 2010 and beyond games. Modern right. games that use live action. Her story, I think, uses live action really well and thoughtful thoughtfully with the gameplay. And then all the clips of Dr. Darling and Control are like really great and just yes. feel perfect. Because there's because you only ever see him on like a on like a TV on like an older TV or a projector, and because of that, the image is kind of like fucked up or like you know not perfect quality. So you don't even really know if it's live action. You think it's live action, but you you're like, is it though? Is it? And because of that, it adds to like the the sort of uncanniness of like the rest of that game. People people would disagree with my opinion on inscription, but I, I would say that that's an okay use of live action as well. It's not bad. Oh, is there live um, action in inscription as well? Yeah, as if I couldn't hate this game anymore. It's just so it's just so lame. It's so lame. I can't believe it. Because the game is awesome until it's a shitty creepy pasta that sucks. But but uh, to be fair, the live action in it is it, it works to the intention of the game. It's not tacky. It's not horribly distracting. If you're into the meta narrative, if you think that that le epic meta narrative game is cool, um, then then congratulations. 
I, uh, yeah. inscriptions for you. Um, I need to stop saying um. I, I got to talk about this. Does I got to th- talk about this. Editing on this show. Sam, I need to give you like a buzzer, right? Every time I say um, I need you to just loudly put the <clears throat> buzzer in my ear. Yeah. And just here, here's what I'll do, Sam. I'll send you a nut button, right? And every time, every time I nut. say um, you just hear nut, 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 nut. <laughs> there we go. There we go. That's perfect. <laughs> nut. nut. Oh, I'm so bad at that voice. Nut. <laughs> One of my favorite videos of all time is just the dog repeatedly tapping a nut button. Oh. <laughs> I've not, I've not seen that. Is it just like uh, they just keep putting their fucking paw on it? Yeah, and and eventually he just starts attacking the button and like playing with it, so it's just going like no, 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 like well, he's fucking around with it like a hockey stick or like a like a hockey puck. It's great. Yeah, that reminds me of a uh, one time. I think I I don't know if I if it was a dog or whatever, but you, you know those like chicken things that make that wah like when you squeeze it. Oh yeah, I know what those like about. heinous fucking things. Yeah, I think I've seen like a, a video of a dog fucking with one of those, and that shit was really fucking funny. That shit was really one funny. of my favorite. Like I I love like I think everyone loves like cute animal videos and stuff, but I love cute baby videos that are like funny as fuck. Like the baby who eats the camera with the Dark Souls edit, the you died edit. That's one of my favorite videos of all time because it's just this the roundest head baby you've ever seen. And it's just he looks at the camera and then you plummet into darkness. And it's great. And especially like the how quickly the you died cuts in. (laughs) Have you ever seen this video? No. Dude, oh my god. I need to show you this. I need to show you this. In fact, I might show you this right now. Please, please. All right, we're gonna we're gonna pull it up. I love. By the by the way, speaking of like Dark Souls memes, I love the when people just put the boss music in the in the in the boss <laughs> bar like health bar up on screen when like someone when like they're filming someone and they start going fucking crazy out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah. That shit is my awesome. Fa- my favorite one is this this is this girl's getting chased by this guy and this guy just starts running on four legs. And he starts like <laughs> leaping like a fucking gazelle after this girl. It is like so fucking funny. All right, let's watch this fucking video. Audio only program. <laughs> it does envelop in complete darkness. It does that's, that's envelop- what's great about the video is that is that it just the world goes black <laughs> when the baby eats you in the video and it's great. I'll post it to the Discord. A reason to join our Discord by yes, the way. Yes, please. Uh, so that you can see baby you died <laughs> edit. <laughs> One of my favorite videos of all fucking time. Just yeah. cuz the baby the angle <laughs> on the baby is so bad like i can't explain it it's it is it is like the what she sees meme you know what i'm talking about yeah 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 where it's just a really unflattering low shot of the head and it's just like and it's you know what any anytime you get someone looking down it's like you know like yeah Yeah, just their all their their triple chins just just down their neck that's what this yeah. baby looks like. Yeah, but before it, other... before it it like pogs into the uh the the camera <laughs> lens and you die. <laughs> before it before it pogs you into the uh into the undead asylum. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> God damn, dude. 
God. But uh, yeah, like one of my um, one of my favorite other videos. Like I love baby videos because babies are just funny. They're like stupid little adults. Babies are the closest thing to apes that mankind can achieve now that we're not apes anymore. Yeah, honestly. Because it's all, By the way, right? I, I also love ape videos. Oh my god, dude. A good ape video is the best. I I haven't uh, I have not found access to uh to ape videos. Although I did see a video of an orangutan finding some guy's sunglasses and just instinctively like putting them on like perfectly. And dude, and I'm like, I actually can't fucking believe like what I'm watching right now. This shit's insane. That, yeah, that the monkey so figured it out. Yeah, but not that he figured it out, that he figured it out fucking immediately. How quickly he sees this, opens them, and yeah, they break, but he's able to put them on his fucking head and his eyes, and he's just like chilling there. And I'm like, damn, I want to hang out with that orangutan. I want to hang out with Lanky Kong in the uh, in the enclosure. <laughs> speaking, speaking of Lanky Kong, actually, did you know that the idle animation from uh, Tropical Freeze of DK pulling out a 3DS and playing it was actually based on an incident in which a DS fell into a zoo cage and an ape started playing it? Oh, shit. No. That's so awesome, isn't it? That's that's really fucking funny. Because whenever I saw that for the first time, I was like, oh, it's cute. He's he's playing Nintendo, right? Because Nintendo always likes to deal with like Pokemon and stuff. I like in the in the bedroom and all the Pokemon games. You can always find like a Wii or, or whatever's the home console at the time. And there's another game. Oh, Sonic Four, Sonic Four on Episode One on iPhone. If you wait long enough, Sonic just pulls out an iPhone and just starts fucking with it. Um, if you wait like a minute or so. Uh, I love shit like that. In oh, yeah, me too. But but in this case, it's not just a goofy idol animation. It's, it's a, a reference. reference and that means monkey. it's awesome. That means it's objectively based because we love references here at the Crack House. We do love references. It's the funniest thing I've ever seen. Yeah, there really when, is when, nothing. Dude, when games reference things, that's funny. When I recognize something I I know, it it is it is objectively funny. It is notorious PIG funny, funny, which is a reference by Prince. the way. So we suck, frankly. I'll have to send you a really great just it's just a, a wonderful monkey vid, dude. Just a wonderful monkey vid. A monkey not vid made, like Monkey Jones? Not made by Monkey did he, Jones. Did he, did, did did this monkey stop a school shooting too, Miles? Maybe. I don't know which it, ones. But you you will love the monkey content I'm about to send you. I, I have one more thing to talk about as far as monkey content goes. Please. But there's this really shitty Coldplay ape song. <laughs> ape vids. The Red Ape family. Are they, is that the kind of monkey content we're, we're going to talk about right dude, now? Dude, the Red Ape family is some of the weakest monkeys on the internet, dude. I would actually put them in like F tier. There was a monkey tier list for a while, just like a fictional monkey tier list. My friend did. I was actually so mad at them because they put Curious George in A. Curious George, George Jones, belongs in S, dude. Yeah, Curious George is pretty up there, I think. I mean, I I, I don't think like I I would I wouldn't start flinging ape shit about Curious George in B, you know? But yeah, he, he's got to be up there. I mean, he's a pretty iconic. He's a pretty iconic monkey. Now, now let me ask this: where where did Donkey Kong fit? Donkey Kong was was in the top. I mean, he was. I think he was an S, which is where he belongs. Yeah. The thing I is, agree. there's just objectively, there are just three monkeys that belong. They just straight up belong in S, no matter which monkeys they are. Okay. And it's Caesar, 
Donkey Kong, and King Kong. Now, I was just about to bring up Caesar, because I don't know if I'd put Caesar in S tier, but Caesar's bottom, bottom, like, I mean, like, no lower than A tier, right? Yeah, absolutely. He's like, one of the premier apes. Yeah, and then I uh, think, and then also thank you for forgetting, uh, for mentioning King Kong, because he was actually not at the tip of my tongue. King Kong's got to be an S tier, S tier moment. King Kong is probably. I actually would say King Kong is the definitive monkey in fiction. I think everybody knows, just can, just can see Big Ape and say that's King Kong, and they just know, right? Yeah. King Kong has to be the definitive ape. I mean, he's just been around for, for, for so much longer, right? Yeah. Like, maybe, I mean, like, there, like, there might come a reality in some point in time where, where, where Donkey Kong is maybe a bit more recognizable because he's got the tie, which really helps him. It like the problem it's is that Donkey Kong, recognizable. Donkey Kong is not schematic. There is only one Donkey Kong, but you can parody King Kong. Yeah, and people will know what you're doing. Be it you know, it's either if you're doing like some jungle ass shit, or if or if you're doing an Empire State Building meme where someone's climbing it or whatever. That's everyone knows it's King Kong. So I think King Kong is kind of eternal. Even if you don't know his name, you'll kind of know. I mean, it's like it's like people who don't watch Astro Boy, but like you know Astro Boy. Of course, yeah, everybody knows Astro Boy. Yeah, King Kong I, yes. is the Astro Boy of apes. Apes is kind of what I'm saying. Yeah, what what even was the last thing I was gonna say? I guess that was what I was gonna say on the subject of apes. The last ape content for this episode I had. Because 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 people don't tune in to listen to a couple of borderline apes talk about nonsense anyways in this fucking yeah show. <laughs> we are the borderline ape family family <laughs> <laughs> it's just so dude fuck fucking what 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 the fuck was i even gonna talk about this week dude i i oh i uh i guess my my tv watching streak of like just hating every tv show has finally ended and i want to talk to you about something that i found very funny oh wow i can't believe it you like something yeah so my mom sat me down uh and and we watched the show ted lasso you ever heard of this show oh yes yes it comes highly recommended to me a lot of my friends really really like this this show it's it's great it's just wholesome here's the thing it's wholesome but it's like not wholesome because the main character and the, the 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 feel of the show is very wholesome everyone's really supportive of each other like all the bad guys there's a couple of like truly just bad people but they they're they never you know they never get their way and 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 they're always recognized as just being as terrible as they are. And and anyone who's an asshole, like we delve into them, we figure out why. And of course they're redeemed and it's wonderful. You know, people can change. It's it's lovely. And the main character is just this super optimistic man who's just great to everyone, even when they're mean to him. And it's and it's it's great. But it's it's still like full of curse words and full of people talking about their fucking dick rot, their smegma and their calm and all this shit. I mean, yeah. it's not that dirty. It's not quite that dirty, but but there's there's some moments that are pretty, pretty filthy. And it's it's good. It's a nice little show. It's it's not going to fucking change your life, but it's good. Feel good television just makes you makes you feel good about being alive. I'll never What's be funny mad about at it? That? 
Yeah, no, it's great. But, but what's funny about it is that like Ted Lasso is this guy from Kansas City, right? Jason yeah. Sudeikis, and he's he's got like a southern accent. But like, I think they're kind of aware that people like don't trust Southerners anymore. Like, just because people are like, oh fuck, Southerners are stupid and they're racist. So like, they like really hammer home like how progressive and cool <laughs> Ted Lasso is with like everyone which is really funny because like the, he he referenced um he, he's one of those people who like I mean he talks like Peter Griffin from South Park <laughs> he talks like Stewie Cartman hey, from hey, South Park hey Stan hey hey Stan I st- I I stay. <laughs> that was so unfunny, Sam. That was so unfunny. <laughs> it sucks, dude. It fucking sucks. It was an honest mistake. Like I I know people might think I'm trying to be funny. I just I actually just I actually just forgot the shows for a second. Um, <laughs> but he talks like the Peter from. Sam. It's all fucking same. He talks like Peter from. I almost said it again. Again, Um, yeah. He talks like Peter from South. He talks from Family Guy. From from Family family Guy. Thank you. Yeah, he talks like Peter from Family Guy. (laughs) Where, um, where like he he has just like an endless string of things he can compare other things to. Yeah. Like and and there's no cutaways when he does it. It's just like a a trait that he has. He's he's just someone who who just has all these, like, funny things that he can say, like, oh, well, you know, I haven't seen anyone that mad at me since blah, blah, blah. And one of the things is, um, I haven't seen that many eyes turn on me since I wore a red hat to a Planned Parenthood donation, or found a fun, a Planned Parenthood Foundation charity drive, or something like that. And it's just, like, like they, they just have to be like, guys, he's one of the good ones. I know he's got the accent, I know he's from Kansas City, but he supports abortion rights. It's okay. Or like he's like super woke about like a lot of the um a lot of his his because he he goes to the UK. Uh, to yeah, coach it, it's it, it's about a it's about a uh, an American football coach who goes to coach soccer, right? In the yeah, UK, yeah, goes to coach uh world UK football, football. UK football, yeah, or world football, world I guess. football. And and so like a couple of them are like Nigerian transfers, you know, who come to the UK league. And his, the thing is, his son gave him a a bag of like green army men, right? Yeah, and so he he gives the Green Army men to all of his his players when they don't really initially like him as a sort of symbol of of you know whatever right it's I fuck it television, um and one of the Nigerian players who he first bonds with is like do you mind if I don't keep this because I don't share your fondness for uh and he's like yeah right 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 imperialism I get it just shit like that right and it's just like like he's like a forty something from Kansas City yeah like, like they're not bad people at all. But, like, I don't think a lot of them are quite that cool, if that makes sense. Yeah, probably not. I, I, I mean, may, may, I some of them certainly, know. but. I, I mean, I, uh, now, now this is Kansas City, Missouri, right? He's from? Yeah. So he's, yeah. Not, he's not too, too far south. That's still what I consider Midwest. It's like the borderline of Midwest. And oh, no, south. It's, he's absolutely Midwestern, but, like, and that's the thing. He's got. He's got the Midwestern hospitality. He's, a, he's yeah. just a very polite guy, but he has an accent. He's not like a youper, right? It's it's not like like your area of of the fucking Midwest. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Chicagoland area. Um, yeah, so he's not from the Chicagoland area. He's not from Wisconsin. Um, he's from Kansas City. So, so like, he's a mix of Southern and Midwestern hospitality. But it is just really funny, like, just how cool and woke he is in the show. And it's the right call. Like, you know, we make a lot of assumptions about about people with accents in the United States, especially after the Bush administration. So like, it's the right call to kind of like signal that, that uh, to the, to the predominantly leftist audience that would buy Apple TV plus and watch dead lasso. Yeah. But it's no, it's like cool. I think that's, I think that's pretty, pretty, pretty neat. I, I always like characters that are presented as like one thing, but in, but in reality, they're just they're like either the complete opposite of of what you think or they were like never really never really like what you thought to begin with i i'm always into the, those types of like uh, like binky from uh arthur yeah yeah binky's a great character because I, I i could do by the way i could write a whole fucking thesis about any of the characters in arthur but binky's like my favorite i think because he is the most complex character he had he he's presented as a bully he involves himself with other characters who by the way also are not as they seem yeah they like bully or whatever and pick on in early seasons but as time goes on that sort of that stuff more and more falls away to the wayside and you get to focus on the other aspects of the character binky's really into the arts he plays clarinet he listens to classical music he's like got a really great just like great ear for 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 music he has a sister who they adopt from china he's very cultured he you know he's a, a butterfly catcher he's really into it he knows a lot about them he's like a really fucking cool character and that's what i like about the entire arthur cast is like i could do like that kind of breakdown where i list like 10 different things about a character that's like really in- that's like really interesting and neat. Well, what I what I like what I like about Arthur is probably the exact same thing that that um, that you like about it in that case. But like I think it it appeals to you very specifically because you are a big fan of like being able to list off multiple interesting aspects of a character. I've noticed this about you. This is one of the the things you do very often when you're you're recommending something or recommending or a character talking about how cool they are is you like to be able to say, yeah, they're like this, but really they're like this and they do this. You're just a big fan of just these multi-layered characters. Yeah, that's yeah, no, that's. That's really what I what I like out of my what I like from characters from media is I like I like when they're I like the layeredness of of characters and I like when when characters have a lot going on or there's there's a lot of sex of them you know it's like you know it's like in in a worser show right Francine would like be Jewish and like that'd be it you know yeah. But it's like, no, like she's it's just like incidentally yeah. Jewish. Yeah, she's. Ju- it's it's it's. Here's the thing, though, Miles. It's it's really it, like it, it's both. Yeah, she is, but also like no, like be, her being Jewish is a meaningful part of the character. I can think of three. I can think of a two for sure, but at least three. No, I can think of three Ar- Arthur episodes. Arthur's Perfect Christmas. Um, the one where she attends her cousin's uh bar mitzvah. And uh, the one where she um, fast. All those are obviously with the exception of Arthur's Perfect Christmas, where that's a a plot, a one one of the B plots in the in the in the special. Those two episodes are about her being Jewish, right? Like, but the, and the about point the I'm trying to make is that this. 
the point I'm trying to make is that she's incidentally Jewish in that in that it's something that they made a decision of and uh it, it was probably I don't know third or fourth on their list of decisions about the character. Any character in the show could be Jewish like yeah, Francine exactly. is. So she's incidentally Jewish. The difference is that that it's meaningful again Muffy could have also been Jewish and Muffy would have had a very different relationship to Judaism and probably would have had very different you know depictions of how she interprets and and experiences Judaism so it matters but Francine being Jewish is not something that that you need to be drawn to the character for yeah right and and what's great too when I was a kid when I was a kid, I always felt like I had to like the Jewish character most, even if the Jewish character sucked or they were boring and lame. Here's the thing about every Jewish character I grew up with, Sam. The Jewish character was always the fucking pussy or always like the mercurial annoying one that no one fucking liked. The fucking whiner or the bedwetter, the fucking sucky ass fucking character, which, by the way, just shows that the Jews can't get a fucking W no matter what. But 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 hey, but think about Francine though. Francine's none of those things. Francine's a go getter. She's super active. She's very athletic. She's great at sport. Like she's not only athletic, but she's great at sports. She plays the drums. You know, she has a like. She lives in an apartment complex. She's low in. She's one of the lower income. She comes from a lower income family in the which, by the way, LA is City. a huge busting of the Jewish stereotype. By the way, what if Jews made no money? <laughs> yeah, and it's. <laughs> Yeah, and it's because like, and like, and we know about her family. She has an older sister named Catherine, who gives Francine an interesting edge because Catherine's really the only teenage character really in the show. It's it's her who's like sixteen, I think, and then there's Arthur's next door neighbor in the later seasons, Alberto, who is from oh fuck, oh fuck, he's not he's 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 uh I think they're from I I want to say the Uruguay Belarus. Yes. I think they're from Uruguay. I think they're okay. from Uruguay. Or or I I, I want to say it's a South American country. I think they're from Venezuela, Chile. Oh, I ooh, you know, and I think about it, it might be Venezuela. It might be Venezuela. But Peru. they're from like another part of the uh, but yeah, they're from another part of the world. And Alberto is like thirteen. Honduras. Um, but but those two are the only like teenage characters. But because like Francine's relationship with her sister is like interesting and explored in a couple episodes her mom i don't think works her dad's a garbage um, man i remember garbage man specifically yeah, but her dad also if you pay attention and watch the show her dad's not only a garbage man though. her dad is like an actual like important member of like the elwood city community he coaches baseball he coach uh he uh is a biker he um is active he's just an active community member you see him at like community related events you'll either see him in the background or he'll be a character with like a speaking role in like some other episodes that you would not normally expect a side character's dad to be in right yeah which is wonderful and especially it's it's great because like garbage men are depicted as lazy typically exactly and this guy's anything but he's super friendly he's really likable he yeah there's a lot going on the episode with career day where like everyone discovers her dad is a garbage man is so based it's like actually just an unbelievably based episode yeah because everything yeah because they're all like fucking a we don't care and b we think garbage is cool because we're all eight years old you remember when we all thought garbage was fucking based? Oh, dude, absolutely! Oh my god, I had a I had a uh, VHS growing up that I like, only, like I probably wore out called "Lots and Lots of Garbage Trucks." 
And it was just like a 30 fucking 30, 40 minute VHS tape of footage of, of fucking trucks, garbage trucks, small garbage trucks, big garbage trucks. It is weird how boys our age, not our age, we're 20s, um, but but boys, the age of the story that we're talking about are like all into the same shit, you know, like yeah. we all like trucks we all like like buses. cool professions. Oh yeah, buses are sick. But like everyone likes firemen and policemen, astronauts. Yeah, we all loved dinosaurs back then. No, oh, I love dinosaurs. Dude, I was, was obsessed awesome. with dinosaurs. Dude, who wasn't obsessed with dinosaurs when they were four? Oh yeah, probably. Uh, not yeah. I, I can't. I couldn't imagine many, 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 <laughs> many not being. Uh, well, also, we grew up a lot of, around good dinosaur media. Obviously, there was the movie Dinosaur from Disney, but also there were the, the Land Before Time movies, which were always airing on Cartoon Network and stuff. Um, so I was just, we were just inundated with dinosaur media, so that helped a we lot. We had a lot of, we, we kind of grew up in the golden age of dinosaurs. You yeah, know? we grew up I when, feel like before, dinosaurs have kind of fallen off, you know? They kind of went extinct, you know? Uh, one could say. Uh, <laughs> one yeah. could say that dinosaurs got ratioed. Yeah, it's it's unfortunate. One of, by the way, I want to say this. One of the greatest like YouTube videos I've ever watched is like, it's it's something along the lines of like an appreciation for old dinosaur art, and it's from this YouTube channel who covers he reviews like DVDs and documentaries and stuff that talk about dinosaurs, and super interesting, uh, super interesting channel. And he made a video where he discusses like old dinosaur art that would be in like books and stuff because now i don't know if you know this miles but like the way dinosaurs are drawn today is completely different than they were when we were growing up you know t-rexes have fucking feathers now a lot of dinosaurs actually have feathers than when we initially thought were more scaly or 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 you know what you know lizard like it's a lot they're a lot more bird like now they look different yeah you are right miles that the dinosaur dinosaurs have kind of fallen off i feel like i don't really see kids today granted i don't really talk to kids that often i don't have any young like cousins or anything so i wouldn't really know but yeah it doesn't seem like dinosaurs are as big of a a thing (laughs) no it's because all the kids care about is iron man (laughs) and star wars oh miles we i'm sorry we gotta talk about something that 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 really before we talk about something that really bothered you i just have to finish a thought that i realized we did the crack house thing again where we got away from it, talking about baby videos and apes. My favorite baby video, you can look it up, is um, Baby's First Time on Ice. It's a wonderful video. It's the girl with the pink jacket. You'll know what I'm talking about. Okay. Look it up. <laughs> Anyways, continue. I uh, Some shit happened to me this fucking week. Some some like gaming news hit my fucking sector. That, that just... Always Miles, a bad time. Always a bad time. Let me just say this. I don't seething would be the word i would describe my emotional state to be after i like saw this news i was seething with fucking anger in rage when it was revealed like a week ago that there are three star wars games in development at respawn entertainment of course developers of apex legends jedi fallen order but most importantly to my heart titanfall one and two and I was just seething in fucking anger that the best studio, actually, the, let's be real here. Like the only, th- them and Hazelight now are the only good studios at EA. Bioware is a complete shell of their former self. Who knows what the fuck's going on at DICE right now. And it's a complete fucking shit show over there. And 
You're telling me that because Respawn, because they're a good team, and they were the only ones capable of making a remotely decent Star Wars game under the tenure of EA when they had the, the, the exclusive rights to the IP. Now they're just a fucking Star Wars studio. And everything they're making for the next for the next God knows how many years. Because this is three games, Miles, are Star Wars. And let me just say this, Miles. Because we haven't said enough on this show. Fuck Star Wars. Like, actually, uh, heated Iron Rod, redo of Healer, fuck Star Wars. This shit doesn't deserve anything anymore. This deserves no, no one's fucking love, no one's respect, no one's interest or dollars should be, should continue to fucking fund Star Wars. I fucking hate it. I want to shoot it. I, the devil comes down to me and says, Sam, I will erase, I will, I will erase an entire country off the map but i will also erase star wars from existence and there will be no more star wars media i say sorry zimbabwe you had your chance you also butchered the name of the country so now a country called zimbabwe will no longer exist zimbabwe zimbabwe there we go zimbabwe the you have to ask which country. That's the important thing because the, the this is the devil we're talking about. He would erase the United States. United States, absolutely, absolutely. But Miles, that might be worth it too. Depending on how the country is erased, like if you were in like Canada, right, and he erased the U.S., like your old home and your entire family died, but you were safe, like that would be fine. But like. If he just snapped his finger and none of it existed, because the devil could probably do that, you would not exist to eliminate Star Wars and make the wish. So you would never know if Star Wars was eliminated. But but if I if I died, and I assumedly got sent to hell, because I'm sure my soul had to be signed away in some contract of <laughs> I was, some sort. I was actually about to say, how would you know that you died? And then, yeah, you're right. It, End up in hell. The devil's That would here. be like, well, if I just warped here, that means it must have happened. Because we all know one thing about the devil. He, he's, he's a, he is a man of his word. The he devil's is honest. a man of his word. The devil's honest. That's that's I the de- big thing. The devil's one of my favorite like characters in media because of that trait. Like <laughs> he he is like because he is someone who he will always get his way, and he's and he's mischievous. But he it, it and he he like takes advantage of people, but he never is like. Everyone walks into it. At the end of the day, like usually when it results to dealing with the devil, the person who did did the deals at the end of the day were truly responsible for what happened. Yeah, the devil I, I facilitated the devil it. Genuinely, I, I I imagine the je- the devil genuinely anytime he makes a deal hopes that someone does not take it. I think that that is kind of the devil's like interpretation is is if someone does not take the deal it's good for it's good for him just as good as if someone did take the deal because he gets his way he gets to screw with someone but if someone doesn't take the deal he gets the the satisfaction of being like ah good very yeah. good I, it depends i guess it depends on the uh, on the interpretation of the devil because like i think about like someone like uh like lou cypher from rivervale from the most recent season of rivervale he's the most recent uh uh portrayal i've seen of this character and it's clear that the only thing that lou wants 
it, it is for is for people to sign their souls away. They don't really give a shit how it gets done, but they just want a soul. And they just want they just want souls. So and he'll be willing to not get a soul from someone if it means that he can set up getting way more souls down the line. And he's a businessman, and I like the pragmatic businessman slice of the devil character who's willing to cut deals and bargain with people and uh and, and trade and, and can even maybe even be swindled himself who's not flawless but who will always at the end of the day find a way to get his way and not do it by force you know that's always the x factor i feel like the devil or good interpretations of the devil never do anything particularly by by force you know you know it might actually be one of the worst interpretations of the devil of all time uh, hit me rig and morty uh, uh, what season? Season one. Season, what episode? He has a little shop and Summer is working for him and Rick is too smart to be outsmarted by the devil. So Summer helps him set up like Apple, basically. He's like a parody of Steve Jobs. But the problem is that he actively does not keep his word in that episode, which is why it's such a shit interpretation of the devil. Yeah, that's the thing is like the devil is someone who who is who is bound who is bound he's he's someone who loves he's bound by contracts. He's someone who is bound by contracts. He writes soul contracts, all this shit. You know, he's a character that's bound by contracts. And I guess if you ignore that, it's like, then what are we doing here? Then this isn't you know really I, him. You know? you know what I do have to say though? It is kind of a shame that, that we'll probably never see the devil again. Like ever. I don't think that's true. No, it is, because that guy from Georgia kicked his fucking ass so bad, he's never going to come back is to the it? United States. Well, he'll never come back to Georgia. Dude, I wouldn't show my face in the U.S. ever again if, if fucking Johnny <laughs> upstaged me, dude. But, like, I, I love that story so much, right? Because here's the deal. The devil get, loses the, the, the competition and gives him the golden fiddle. But what the fuck's Johnny going to do with that shit? It's fucking made out of gold. He can't play fucking music you, on that. You haven't seen the original music video because what happens is he gives him the fiddle and Johnny takes the fiddle and fucking kicks it into the dirt. And he just was like, I only did it to fucking show you that I'm the best fiddle player ever. I don't give a shit about this golden fiddle. So come back and challenge me any fucking time because I'll kick your ass again. Hell it's yeah. fucking awesome. Dude, that, that song is I'll actually I'll kick your fucking... ass on the son of a bitch. I'm the best there's ever this been. Fuck man. Yeah, it's so What an awesome dude. fucking song, dude. There's this remix I found in college, like this metal remix. Because by the way, there's no better that's, metal that's remix from guitar, song. That's probably from Guitar Hero, right? Ooh, I don't. I don't think it was the Guitar Hero version, but it's a six. It's like a six-minute version of the song, and the the version the guy does for the Devil's version, and all the music falls out, and it's just the car goes and it's like so fucking hot. And also that same version of the song ends with "I am not kidding," like maybe the greatest guitar solo I've ever heard in my entire life, where all the music actually drops out, and it's just the dun 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 and it goes for like 30 seconds and it's sick as that fuck. That is the, the, the Guitar Hero 3 version of the song. Oh, okay. Okay, amazing. That's the I remember the this shit. very vividly. Which, by the way, the, the, that, that solo happens if you lose to him in the guitar battle and he just flexes on you by doing that solo for 30 seconds. What a... F oh, it's, it's, oh, it's hot. It's hot. That shit is so cool. That shit is so cool dude but yeah the original version's like five minutes long the primus i think it's primus right who did that song uh i 
well, well, this I can know be the, solved. Yeah, this we can, can be solved very easily. Because I know the. I thought the original version is like three and a half minutes. It's whatever the length of the music video is. Is the original song? I, I swear uh, the, the music video, video has an extra verse. I, I think it has an extra verse. Yeah, the Charlie Davis band. Okay, the original version. So the, the version I was thinking of, the Primus version, is the one with the, the CGI music video. But the 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 Charlie Daniels band version is three minutes and thirty five seconds. Yes, and the version I was thinking of is by uh, Steve uh, Steve Wiemet, O U I M E T T E. It is six minutes and sixteen seconds long. It's a great fucking remix, um, and he goes so hard. That's a fucking oh great yeah. Track. I, I'm pretty sure it's the Guitar Hero version. If I listen to it for just like the moment I heard the the vocals, I'd be like, oh yeah, yeah, that's him. Because I I played that shit as a kid and it was kind of rad. I think um, we all played uh, Guitar Hero Three: Legends of Rock as kids. Yeah, that game. That's true. That, that was great. our generation's Guitar Hero. Like for yeah. like people our age. Yeah. Oh, because I yeah, think absolutely. one and two were for people who were a little older than us. Yeah, def- definitely. Because I played Legends of Rock on on Wii in like 2008, probably. Um, I played it on PS2 in 2006, I think. Dude. Dude, those music games are so funny. So when, 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 oh my God. So when Xbox bought Activision like a couple weeks ago, Phil Spencer shouts out Guitar Hero as like an old kind of dead IP from, from Activision's grave that they could possibly bring back. And everyone's like, oh man, Guitar Hero. Oh yeah, let's bring back Guitar Hero. And it's like, where the fuck were y'all seven years ago when they did this shit? Cause Miles, let me be clear here. The rhythm game. The rhythm game with the, per- the per- let me let me free. peripheral rhythm games are fucking dead and they're not coming back because they had a chance to come back and what's funny is they had two chances to come back and it's two different timelines two different paths both led to the same endpoint like a telltale game they both end at the same place you have Guitar Hero Live and Rock Band Four you have Rock Band Four which is Everything old is going to work in the new one. Your old songs, they're going to transfer over. We're going to have new songs. Your old instruments, they're still going to work with this game. The uh, It's the same tried and true. Five buttons on the guitar, four buttons on the bass, uh, f- you know, the drum pad, and the mic. And, you know, it's classic rock band, just as you knew it. All your old stuff's going to transfer over, and it fucking failed. Guitar Hero. Guitar Hero Live. Different guitar, instead of five buttons, it's six buttons and then three white buttons on top, three white buttons on bottom. And it, it there's a live FMV element, A, where the crowd will react to your playing and they'll get more hype and excited as you do well or boo and start throwing shit um, if you're doing poorly. And it was a new game and people were like... and. and I know I typically make fun of people who don't want to learn shit in video games, but I kind of understand if like you spend your whole life playing Guitar Hero with five buttons and now they're all expecting you to learn a brand new way to play it and people just being like, yeah, fuck this. But it's still like it was Guitar Hero, new idea, rock band, the same old shit and both fucking cosmically failed. This is not going to happen. That's stop acting like this shit's going to come back and like do you want this stuff to come back because nobody does. Miles, Sam, nobody wants this shit. Counterpoint, Sam. Please. Rock Band can come, or sorry, Guitar Hero can come back, but only in one form. VR. Ooh. VR Guitar Hero would happen. Now, let me say this, Miles. I will say that Guitar Hero Live, if it was a VR game, probably would have been a huge, huge deal. 
probably would have been been a bigger deal. Because here's the the X factor here is is the the physical media element of it of like you need the guitar to play it. You know, you need the guitar to play the game. So if it was a VR game, it would be kind of hard to get the peripheral into people's homes. You know, that's the 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 X factor there. It's a little that's a little would cause problems there. But I definitely agree. I think Guitar Hero Live would have been genius as a uh, VR game. And I think that would be the only hope it has. But even though, but even so, with that, Miles, there are so many other great popular rhythm games like Beat Saber and Pistol Whip on Quest or other VR helmets that it's uh, or headsets, excuse me, that it might that the genre might already be taken care of in in, in that sense. Yeah, we just. Rhythm games just can't really happen anymore. It's like an unfortunate reality of, like, the Twitch era, kind of. It's like rhythm games, racing games. Like, there are just certain genres that, like, people are just not about anymore. Like, like Forza is is not a racing game. It's a car sim, right? And you have, yeah. like, Gran Turismo. But Gran Turismo is more sim-like than ever, too. Yeah. No, the, yeah, no. Gran Turismo is a, a total sim. But I can't. But here's the deal, though, Miles. I was talking to someone about this recently. I was talking to my good buddy Bryce about this recently. Like, it's so funny. I always make fun of the the, the like the Sony fanboys. They're like my favorite gr- group of gamers to dunk on. They're my favorite race to dunk on. <laughs> they, are they the are, Sony? They fanboys? are honestly the the best. They are, in my opinion, the race that deserves to be a slave class the most. <laughs> like Sony fans actively do deserve to have their names stripped from them and to take care of horses for the rest of their lives because like you know like nintendo fans they're like oh it's cute he's you know like that's how i feel about the nintendo fans right and then like my xbox fans they're just like it's just it's just been just so fucking dire you know like from like 2013 to like 2019 just it's been so hella dire that it's like you just you know, you don't really want to make fun of them, you know? It's like, they've seen enough, Jesus, you know? That, that's the big thing, is, like, all all of the, the, the console, because I'm including PC in this, all the machine yeah. fans, like, have something that, that people can make fun of them for, but, like, Sony truly is the most, like, bare ass of all of them. Because Nintendo fans, again, oh, oh that's cute, he's is, like... That's so accurate, but, like, Nintendo's making heater fucking games... That are actual games. I I would love to talk to you about the conversation I had today where I just realized no one understands Breath of the Wild. Like, people who have, like, played a lot of RPGs, specifically WRPGs, can just don't deserve Breath of the Wild. And and we can talk about that after. But, like, you have Breath of the Wild, you have Mario Odyssey, just, like, these fucking, like, heater-ass games that just come out every now and then. Or, like, Three Houses, which was just this insanely great story that, that people were, like, swept away by. And 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 so you still have that kind of, like, that kind of clout. Or you have, like, a DKC Tropical Freeze that comes yeah. out that's just, like, just, like, king to your gaming, right? And so, and so there is this perception of, like, oh, this is the greatest company. It's like, no, they're not. No, they're not. They need to fix their shit. But you're still getting fire games. Yeah. Um, and then you stuff. have Xbox. Xbox is making nothing but fucking money moves. And then somehow they just never make video games. It's one of the funniest things in the world where I'm convinced that they have everything they need to be the most successful company on the planet. Except for the fact that they just can't get a project out the door. Yeah, and it, and like we're finally like we're finally there. We're finally getting there because we had 
Forza 5 in November, but Forza's always been, with the exception of the new one, Forza Motorsport uh, 8, or it's just going to be Forza Motorsport now because it's going to be a platform, um, which is apparently, which is going to be due at the end of this year. That got like delayed, I think, because it's going to be a platform. They really got to get it right, which is why I've assumed it's taken so long. But the Forza machine's always been well oiled, and they finally got Halo out the door, and Halo was Infinite was, you know, perceived pretty well, or received pretty well. But it's, you know, it's still like an unfinished game, you know, co you know, local co-op's not in the game yet, that's coming in like in a couple months, um, uh, Forge is not in the game yet, it's coming in a couple months, Our ray tracing's coming in a couple months, so, like the game's still not in its like final, final form yet, they just needed to get it out the fucking door, because it's been in the fucking cooker for way too goddamn long, and, but like the Sony fans... I oh they're so annoying. They're so the thing annoying. is they're so annoying, and they think that they're super smart, and they just constantly show their bare ass by being like, "Yeah, our games are art. They have no mechanics, and they're a lot like Netflix shows." I, yeah. I actually did you see the, did you see my favorite image of all time? I really I should have sent this to you. Oh my god, where it was Troy Baker was apologizing uh, for his NFT oh, yeah. attempt, right? And then there was a response that said, that's why, like, he was just like, I apologize for my NFT, you know, attempt, like, I, I appreciate the criticism, I won't be moving forward with it. And then someone's response was, that's why The Last of Us 2 is better than every Xbox game. And it's just like, what? What? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, like, that's, that's Sony brain, like, that's. That's the Sony average brain. Sony brain. This is your brain on Sony. Sony. And it's like, and what's so funny is it like they and it's these people, right? It's these people have no, they got no respect for Grand Tourism 7. Like Grand Tourism 7. Whatever, bro. Just a fucking car game. It's like, motherfucker, Miles, Miles, let's be real here. Right now, Gran Turismo is the PlayStation IP with the most legacy. It is the longest running series. It has maintained the longest high bar of both sales and quality for like 20, for like, you know, 25 plus years right now. Okay, but none of them were born 25 plus years ago, so they don't care. There like, is something, there is something, Miles, that, that a sect of Sony brain, if you will. And to me, honest, when I say Sony brain, I'm specifically referring to this subsect of the, of the PlayStation fan base, which are what I'll just call PS4 people. PS4 babies. Yeah, PS4 babies. Perfect. People who got really into the ecosystem and really got into the game space in the eighth generation of consoles. They weren't there for the PS3. They were certainly not there for the PS2 and definitely not there for the, for the PS1. Because I, I tell you right now, if you put if you put any any of the remote what I will describe as the like similar esque looking PS3 games uh to like one of these PS4 babies, like I think of like Infamous One or Infamous Two, they'd be like, What the fuck is this shit? They'd be like, What the what the fuck is this? Like that, and they have no, the, no, that's they the have funny no appreciation thing is that, for like, it. 
the the PS4 baby is such an enigma because a lot of them at least have the taste to be able to recognize like a lot of them like the Phantom Pain because the Phantom Pain is really well received specifically on the PS4 version of the game which I find really interesting and and um and Death Stranding has its fans on on PS4 you know there's 7R fans on on PS4 like so there are people who have had the opportunity to play these like clearly mechanically intensive Japanese designed video games yeah. right but for some reason, they, like, can't tell the difference between, like, MGS5, which is just this, like, mechanical masterpiece of just all these great, interesting systems that just marry and fuck each other like Southerners. And, and sorry, Ted like Lasso. Like Ted Lasso. <laughs> like Ted Lasso. And, and, they can't, and they, they can't tell the difference between that and... And like Horizon Zero Dawn, a game whose story is so good, Sam immediately said, Psh, "No, it's not." <laughs> Just like a complete fucking like slap down, right? Yeah. No, it's 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 like the worst she can say is no. That it's like that meme. Yeah. It, it's it, it, yeah. It's so. It just cracks me up. It cracks me up because like. They're just like, yeah, Horizon Forbidden West. Yeah, God of War Ragnarok. And, like, they don't care about GT. Like, they just give no, they don't give a fuck. Why would they care about GT when they only play games once? They spend $60 to own a useless disc after after it's done. Honestly, it's like, it might as well be, like, the end of, like, Nier. Where after you finish it, it's just your save file's just wiped. And yeah. who cares? Like, you know what I mean? It, yeah, it's it, it's so oh man, it's just so funny. It, it, I might, realized... it might as well be like it might as well be like the end of like uh the end of like <laughs> fucking Little Witch Academia where the shiny rod just disappears once it's achieved its purpose. They can never use it ever again. Like 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 I'm just picturing when when a game disc is finished and and a, a Sony brained person beats the game, the image on the front of the disc just turns gray and like you can just never access it ever again. The game is just locked. <laughs> because that's some, that's the fucking fate of all these games. They're gonna get resold in five years for like no money because these people would never ever ever want to experience the same thing ever again. And like, and here's the deal. And this is the, and by the way, for the record, this is not. I hate that Nintendo games never go on sale and never decrease in value. I hate it. It sucks. And I'm not defending the practice here. But also, these Sony fans like to act like these are like the the greatest, like most like boutique high quality games, and it's like, oh yeah, we can beat Xbox with quality because as as Game Pass has become a bigger and bigger monster and a more unavoidable monster to have to deal with, they're just like, oh yeah, well we got better games. It's like, well I'm fucking sorry, but like Sony gives away fucking most of these games for free in the PS Plus collection. They give them away. That's how like little value they have to the current eco space, and they just give God of War away for fucking free. You know, like they had to go to another market to put it to it to sell it for fifty dollars because it was it was not there. So they were able to present it as like a new product and make you know more money off that. That's why they're starting to bring their stuff to PC now. Is because, because when their you games are literally too expensive to yeah, keep doing dude, on, like on that, their own consoles. And because they're too expensive, Miles, you get to a point dude, you get to a place like and because like this is this is the this I hate to say it, but this is the negative of shooting for quality, is because when you shoot for quality and you put all your eggs in a couple of baskets like this, everything has to hit on every fucking level. Like 
there's been a lot of drama over the last like 12 months or so about at Sony Bend in like Days Gone, basically post Days Gone, and how apparently Days Gone and Ghost of Tsushima sold like the same. They actually sold the same. However, the way Days Gone was treated by Sony versus the way Ghost of Tsushima was treated by Sony is radically different. That's and the layman can just see that. And and it's because like Day Days Gone did not have as high critical reception, so they just dropped the game and they're like, "No, you're not doing a sequel. Uh, here, you can work on the Last of Us remake." Before they did that for a year, and then they're like, "Actually, Naughty Dog's going to do the remake. Uh, uh, fuck off and do something else now." And just wasted yeah, like, all their fucking time. Like one one of the weirdest things was like people were like, "Drake, where's the Death Stranding sales numbers?" <laughs> like yeah. just like like people were, people were just fucking convinced Death Stranding was a flop, and then. At some point, when it, it came like to five PC, million, right? it sold. Yeah, it turns out it sold five million copies, and it's just like, why didn't you say anything? And I'll tell you why they didn't say anything because the game was controversial. If it won Game of the Year, we would have got those sales numbers immediately. Yeah, and I'll say that, and I'll say this too about about something that's like really, really, really funny to me is like the. And, and it's because, and like all their games are the fucking same because of this. Like all their because like of course the every game's the fucking same because they got a formula that makes some money and they can't fucking do anything else because everything's got to be a two hundred fifty million dollar product project, and it's also got to get tens on release or it's DOA. Yeah, and it's got to be a super critical success, and it's got to sell absurd absurd gangbusters. That's that, like that's completely fucking ridiculous for of any fucking game. To hit those expectations, you know, it's just obscene, completely obscene. And what I've realized is like the what I've realized why the games are like this. I'm like, oh, like these Sony fans, Miles, they just don't want to learn something new. Like I always bitch about how like it's like, I, and it, I finally I learned I figured it out. Miles, like why Returnal was so controversial. People beyond the difficulty is it's a game that does not play like the other. Sony for spreading it looks like one from a camera perspective, from a gameplay, what you do, you point and shoot at enemies. That's the same. But like, and I and I think Ghost of Shima, when I I'm gonna play it, I'm I wanna play it. I think I'm gonna really, really like it. I really like Sucker Punch. They're a super talented studio. I know the game's gonna be great. But going into Ghost of Tsushima, if you played Days Gone, if you played Spider-Man, if you played Horizon Zero Dawn. You just know how it works. You just know how the game's gonna be. You know? It's got that look and feel and vibe to it. Gran Turismo doesn't have that. Returnal doesn't have that. Both those games require you to learn and master a different skill set. And these these Sony fans just don't want to fucking do it. So they just say the game's bad or whatever and then move on. You know what I saw? There, someone did an article, and it was probably like at like Kotaku or Polygon or some website that we hate because they're bad, right? Where yeah. where the article was, you know, games don't teach you how to play them anymore, and it was this very interesting article where or it was games expect you to know how to play them, where someone did an experiment where they played Hades without doing any actions that the game does not teach you in the tutorial. And they, like, couldn't do anything. Even though they knew how to play the game, and they had played Hades, and they were good at it, they did an experiment of, like, okay, what if this is someone's first fucking game, and they've never held a fucking controller, and 
we just have to do the things that the game tells us we can do. And it turns out like Hades doesn't fucking teach you anything because Hades is relying on the fact that you have played a roguelike before and that that you will be able to figure out a four button control scheme and, and things like that. And it is just this very interesting thing of like, yeah, we have reached a point where the moment that a game is even mildly confusing to the individual, they will not play it. Yeah. They will just not play it. Sam, I just I just need to point out how, like fucking donkey came around on death stranding three years later oh like, yeah i saw he did a re-review of it i assumed he probably had positive things to say about it um, it was it was it was mixed it. i mean you know it was, it was similar to the matthew matosis like yeah it's you know the, yeah i think the game's really fun but i also think that the story's not very good and i think that a lot of the balancing's not very good and i'm like yeah that's all fair those are all really fair things to say but like like, the, the man fucking came around on the game because he just played it again, and because he plays a lot of games, he was able to figure it out this time. It was just, it, it was just the fact that, like, all he had to fucking do was, was be bored enough to stop resisting the game and learn it. And then he's like, oh yeah, this is actually a lot of fun. Cool. Nice. I'll do another video about it. And, and I'll, I'll have my honest thoughts on, on the game. Even, like, he, he ended up playing it three times in a row even though he has a bunch of critiques of it. And I assume one of the playthroughs was for the content yeah. um, for the YouTube. But like, still like, it's just this really interesting thing of like, all you have to do is learn. All you got to do is learn how to play the fucking game. Yeah, just, and a lot it, of these people just like, just played it for one second. They're like, why can't I walk straight? This is trash. The end or, or worse. They just saw the trailer. All you do is walk. They didn't fucking try it. And, and, and that was, that was it. That was the end. And, and it actually brings me to this great, great moment that I just had fucking in my life, dude. Just this moment of fucking duress where I got into just yet another argument about Breath of the Wild with, with someone who liked the game, certainly. But, like, they were also, like, big into WRPGs. They liked The Witcher. They liked, you know, Skyrim. They like uh, Fallout. You know, shit. Bad yeah. games, right? Um, oh, fuck you. <laughs> I'm just Fuck kidding. You. Um, the Witcher's fine. I haven't played Skyrim or Fallout. Um, I played like three hours of The Witcher 3. It was fine. Uh, I'd have to get back to it eventually. Um, yeah, but like he just was like talking all this like asinine shit. Like, like he was like, yeah, Breath of the Wilds need, needs combos. And I was like, okay, well, here's what I suggest, right? Ocarina of Time and uh, I think Wind Waker as well. And by extension, Majora's Mask had uh, input-based combos. You hold the stick forward, Link does a stab, right? So, yeah. and, De and Devil May Cry does this. It's really intuitive and simple. You hold, you, you pull the stick backwards, Dante does an uppercut swing, sends the enemy up in the air, right? Like, this is a really simple way to, a very intuitive way, a very Nintendo way, dare I say, to make combat make a lot of sense and it, have it have some interesting options, but not have it be this Bayonetta, like, cryptic, go into the fucking menu, learn the buttons, Dial and pause combos. If you if you pause after hitting Y twice, but not for too long, you can modify your combo to be able to 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 do a a, a, a flying kick this time. Like it's just like actual consideration for what a player can fucking figure out without a menu. If you hold backwards on this, because that's a natural interaction, right? Of course, there's going to be a point in which you're going to want to hold backwards and you might try to attack, you know? And of course, yeah. oh, hey, I did this move and he launched the enemy. That's really cool. Or you're going to try and approach and, oh, hey, he did a direct stab. It knocked the enemy over. Like, these are just things that people can figure out. You can figure out a fucking charge attack because holding down a button feels really fucking good to do. Yeah. 
Especially, especially since good video games like Devil May Cry will will provide some form of visual audio and put in potentially physical with rumble feedback when holding a button too. Yeah, and 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 so I was like saying like Breath of the Wild can really you know diversify its combat by just adding button holds and you know and and directional things. And I, I imagine that they're probably gonna only go for directional if at all. But like they just kept being like you know, it, but it needs like combos, you know. And I was like, are you talking about like dial and pause combos? Or are you talking about like like modified combo what are you talking about he's just like you know just like link needs to be able to do more than the basic one two three swing and i was like okay well that's what i just fucking proposed and he's like yeah but the game needs combos and i was like what are you, what are you doing this is exactly what i'm saying and and like and he kept just insisting like well the game needs like side quests with like a lot of story to them and a lot of like things so that you spend more time in towns and i was like why the fuck would i want to do that in my adventure game why would I want to spend more time in one location in an adventure game? Or like he was like, uh, and of course, you should be able to repair your weapons. And I was just like, that's it. No, no, you're fucking wrong. And and the whole thing was he's like, well, you collect a lot of crafting items that you never use. Great critique. Really great point. So what I suggested is instead crafting items should be able to go to strengthening weapons while you have them. So, OK, you can combine these things to make gold pine resin. Right? Yeah. So you make gold pine resin with your crafting items. So even though your sword's going to break in the same amount of hits, you can you can attach gold pine resin to the weapon, and it could be a permanent upgrade. I don't think it should be. It could be a temporary upgrade. Um, and uh, and that lets you get the most bang for your weapon bucks and for your, your things. And it, and it lets you, if there's a weapon you like, it, it lets you make it a little more valuable before it explodes forever, because yeah. that's how it's supposed to be. And they just kept being like, no, but like what, like you should be able to fix the sword because then the crafting items will be useful. And I was like, that's what I just fucking said. I suggested an alternative to the crafting items being used to fix swords. And I, and I also just kept like suggesting like, okay, well, what if the sword has half-life on every repair, every repair, the durability goes down permanently yeah, and the perfect. attack goes down permanently. Like, yeah. Like what if you can repair a weapon, but eventually it's just a waste of your resources and you don't want to do it anymore. Yeah. And again. he's like. And, and he just kept insisting the game needs permanent weapon repairs. And I just kept on explaining, like, just just things that just anyone who understood the game even a little bit should be able to fucking comprehend. It's like not, it, yeah, it's like the whole, the whole reason behind the weapon durability, the whole reason behind that system being in the game at all in the first place is for you to use what is available to you. You have to you, you have to just get fucking creative. It's not about what you want. You know, it's not about what what I want to oh, I want a sword. It's like, well fuck you. You got a stick and an axe and a rusted spear. Figure it Figure out. It out. <laughs> that, that well that that's what I realized is gamers have become entitled to stuff. And this is especially a huge Sony thing. Sony brain is just a level of entitlement I have not seen since Eve ate the fucking apple. Right? Where she's just like, yeah, this is mine. Nice callback. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I was thinking about that. That's one of the greatest lines of all fucking time. But it's just this level of entitlement of like, God says, no, you can't eat the apple. And Eve's like, well, what if I ate the I apple? Ate it. That's the Sony fan. That's the average Sony fan where they're just like, yeah, the game should have this, 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 and this. And if it doesn't, I'm not fucking buying it. Just like... Just like just brainless shit. And, it's like and it's yeah, like, the, it's like yeah. Where's the save system in Returnal? Why can't I save my fucking game? It's like because the the game the the, the game really wouldn't have any content if there was a save system. Sam, can like, I just can I just say can I just say something that will just end this argument immediately? 
please. Like, imagine if someone said, why is the book so well written? I don't understand the words in it. Why are there so many vocabulary words? The book should be written at a, lo- at, a, at a lower reading level because I can't read the book. That is truly the equivalent of what is being said when people are like, why can't I repair my weapons? Because the fucking devs don't want you to. Yeah. Reconcile with it. It's not like it was a decision that was made flippantly. Like, this is the other thing, too, that always pisses me off. And this grinds my gears way beyond the Sony brain shit and just general game, game critique stuff I see on uh, from user, user critique. Uh, you know, I don't see this as much in, like, actual reviews and stuff. But, like, no one ever th- stops to consider why something is the way that it is in a game a lot of the times. They don't actually, like, like durability weapons is the exact reason. People just complain about the durability, but they don't stop and think about why weapon durability is a thing. And here's the deal, Miles. I'd be down if you did think, if you still, if you thought about that, you recognize why the weapons are durable, why there's durability in the game, and what it's trying to accomplish, and the benefits of that. And if you still have problems with that, then, like, that's something different. But I feel like a lot of people just will see stuff and they'll be like, no. Again, like, flat out no to just whatever random fucking thing and not even think about why it is the way it is, you know? Why decisions are made like that. And and I just have to say this. I'm so sick of people who are proud of disliking good games. I'm fucking, I'm fucking done with you. I'm actually fucking done with you. Like, like anyone who's like proud when Breath of the Wild is brought up to be like, yeah, I didn't really like, it's like, fuck, shut the fuck up, kill yourself. Like, just stop. You know what I mean? Like, like just anyone who like you can fucking tell they've just been sitting on this dildo for a while and they can't fucking wait to take their asshole off of it and fucking show it to you, reveal to you that they didn't like the game. Like if someone's like talking a lot about how much they love a game that I don't like, I shut the fuck up. I just shut the fuck up and I let them enjoy it because I am 25 years old, Sam. I'm 25. I'm going to be 26 on episode 100, whatever. And, and, and I, I can't do it anymore, Sam. I can't, I can't keep getting into pointless online arguments when I am the instigator, when I am the asshole. But like, whenever I see someone who's like, yeah, why didn't they just keep Fukushima as, as Kojima's co-writer? And I'm just like, well, look at the fucking facts, idiot. The man probably got fucking blacklisted by Konami, a terrible company who does that shit to people. Like, or like people who are like, like, yeah, Kojima must have never done it. Like, Fukushima was the secret genius. And, and I'm just like, I'm just like, or he just got older and he stopped making games that you like because he just lost the touch with the side of himself that you enjoy. Like, just like people can't think. They just can't think about, like, the most logical reason why anything is any way, and they just have to, like, immediately jump to conspiracy theory. Like, people people, people react to the durability system like they just threw it in the game yesterday. Like, it was just this idea that they didn't rigorously Or, like, test. rain. Or, like, rain. Rain's another one. Where it's, where it's like everyone just bitches and moans about the rain because, oh, I can't climb anymore. Ah, it's like, yeah, dasshole. You're supposed to fucking figure it out now. It's like, it's like, yeah, it's supposed to take away one of your, what a tool you become very, very reliant on and just being able to climb anything. When it's, when it starts raining, you can't rely on that anymore. And then you gotta, that's when you gotta get creative. 
Yeah, there's a lot of ways to deal with rain in the game. And and one of that is to just time out your your stamina usage like when you think that you're about to, you know, to slide off the wall, you can do the 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 leap that gets yeah. you a little higher. Yeah, like or you can start consuming your stamina foods to get your stamina back. Like there's a lot of good, you know, ways to deal with rain. Use your fucking brain. The the thing that I realized, Sam though, the the thing I truly realized is the reason that games are stale to people right is that games have recycled the same amount of systems so many times people aren't bored of seeing them people are bored of using the exact same set of skills for different games people want games to ask them to use different parts of their brain different decisions different skill sets every single time and the more we homogenize these game systems the more we are tapping into parts of our brains that just need fucking rest in video games if i'm playing an action game i don't want to have to strategize out a skill tree because i strategized out a skill tree in the last rpg i played and i strategized out a skill tree in the last car game i played and i strategized out a skill tree in the last fucking 3d platformer i played i'm tired i don't want to do any more skill trees because i'm bored of it and i've done it 15 times and every single time it's not interesting exactly and here's the deal though miles the skill tree doesn't have to be fucking bad i always point to dying light as like my favorite game i like to point to this game a lot because it's it is by all accounts and purposes a triple a open world action game that does all this shit it just does all this shit really fucking well like, extremely well, and I always point to the skill tree as being just objectively the best skill tree in any video game ever, probably. Like, no joke. Everything on the fucking tree is something that is valuable. You see, as a player, you read the description and say, fuck, I want that. And see, when you get it, your gameplay changes. It looks different. The way, it's because you get, you got either a tool, or you got something that allows you to play either more aggressively more recklessly faster quicker you know whatever and the skill tree it's a great a great use of it what people don't want to see is shit like fucking watchdogs where watchdogs has a skill tree but you at the aiden pierce at the start of the game versus aiden pierce at the end of the game looks and plays and feels basically the same except i can hack two more cars instead of one you know now that, I can that's the, light up the fucking stoplight five times instead of three. That's the thing about Breath of the Wild that, like, if you don't like weapon durability, that's fine. But you know what's worse than weapon durability? A system that makes weapon durability non-existent and also makes more of the game more homogenous and more like what you just played last fucking week. Yeah, it's that's, like... That's the... And, and people, like, their solution to things is not to rebalance, tweak or change it's to add things or like like people don't even remove things anymore when they're like yeah this system i don't like what if we just got rid of it right like like it would fuck with the the game you know balance but what if we just got rid of it that's a great fucking question would would you like the game more if you just if, if this feature just wasn't in it that's a good question let's think about that whereas like when people are like yeah what if they added blacksmiths that could like reforge your swords it's like why the fuck would they add that? Yeah. My, my proposal that I made it, when someone was like, I just don't like, like the core root of their issue was, I don't like that weapon durability sees weapons breaking too easily. So I said, okay, increase all weapon durability by let's say, you know, 30%. 
uh, and we will reduce the amount of items in the overworld, or reduce the amount of swords and, and axes and things that you can find in the overworld so that, you know, your things last longer, but it's harder to find things when they break and when yeah. and, and it's hard to replace them. There you go. You can use stuff for longer, um, and the world is, is less cluttered and littered with just shit that, that you know, that's going to break. There you go. Problem is solved. It's, it was a numbers tweak. It was a fucking numbers tweak. That was all we but, had. Well, it was a numbers tweak in removing objects from the game world. But, like, like that's all you have to do. You don't have to invent a new system that fucking fixes your swords. Because here's here's what that system would do, Sam. Here's what that fucking system would do. Anytime that your fucking sword durability is about to bust in half, you'd go into the fucking menu. You just mash the A button that automatically crafts this shit. And you just fucking pile on repair kits to your fucking weapon until the weapon's back at 100% again and you would just do that for the entire fucking game until the game ended and you would be like wow that sucked <laughs> and you would hate yeah. it and or or if they were like well I want to go back to my local blacksmith okay here's what you got to do then you got to pause the fucking game go to the menu teleport to Hotino village go to the fucking house that the blacksmith is in fucking mess through the menu to get this fucking shit repaired have it all given back to you and then go back to your regularly scheduled adventuring you would be interrupting yourself every time instead yeah. of just accepting that shit breaks Shit happens. You move on. You know. You, know you let it go. Do? You let it go. You know what I should do, Sam? Anyone who criticizes like Breath of the Wild's durability system, I should literally just like slide them a copy of the Buddha's writing, and just like teach them. Just teach them that it's okay to give up on material things. They come and they go. Yeah. It will bring you uh, happiness. Also, also, by the way, shout out Dying Light did the dur did like. The Breath of the Wild durability, and when I say Breath of the Wild durability, I mean the ship breaks and you didn't even beat a fucking zombie yet type of weapons early on. Based. But it grow but and, and here's what they do, because you can repair your weapons, but you can only repair some weapons sometimes like you can, like certain weapons can be repaired like three times and then it's gone. And then you're done. And but and you can level them up and you and you put time it's one of these things that's like you put time into a, a weapon. Once you're like a, a good like dozen hours into the game, you put time in the weapon, you use it for like an hour or so, and then it breaks on you're like, salut, you know? Thank you. Did you helped me kill like 80 fucking zombies, bro. Thanks. And then you make something else because you got something else. Like, that's how the fucking game works, you know? And and that's even how I felt anytime like a good weapon in Breath of the Wild broke, I it I instead of instead of saying like, oh shit, that fucking sucked, I said, Arigato, Jairo. <laughs> It's like goodbye, royal broadsword. You will be missed. Like, yeah, no, and and you know what? And and it's sad, but but we got to move on. And it's time to use. Purpose. It's time to use the leaf now. It's time to use the fucking leaf and blow the enemies over. It's just like people like just don't understand that developers are making decisions constantly and like exactly have, exactly like if someone's like why isn't this system in the game dollars to fucking donuts they tried it and it didn't fucking work or it sucked or it cost too much money or or it it just wasn't worth in implementing like people were like why did they remove the grappling hook uh, allegedly the the hook shot was in breath of the wild and it could stick to any surface and yeah. like why'd they remove that and it's like why the fuck do you think they removed that? It was probably just too bu it was probably just too busted. It was probably too weird. It 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 made climbing redundant. Maybe those are a couple reasons that were possibly could have been been fucking not there, right? All great reasons, by the way. All fucking great reasons. The thing that I learned playing Breath of the Wild was my first playthrough, I used the paraglider 
everywhere. I used it everywhere because it was cool and it was interesting and exciting. Second time I played the game, I was like, oh, well, you use the paraglider and it has like this ease of travel at the cost of you miss tons of content. I was shocked at how much was on the ground at all times. That world is so dense and you just don't see as much of it when you glide around. And that's your trade off. Are you happy about that? Are you happy with it? Fine. Use the paraglider. We're not going to fucking stop you. Enjoy. Have fun. But uh, but if you want the most sometimes you just got to get going. Game, yeah. If you want the most comprehensive version of the game, try and walk on the ground for as long as humanly possible. Find a high place once you think you've explored enough. Get the fuck out of Dodge with your grappling or with your fucking paraglider. Fuck it. Get out of there. It's just like I, I just I don't. Sam, I just want to force everyone to make something in their life and just experience how fucking hard it is. To do anything. And I can say this as someone who has, like, been working on a project for three years. Like, Bryce, buddy, I know you're a fan of mine. You oh like that God. I called Twister <laughs> I know you think that shit's funny. I got you. Bryce, tell it to them. You're making a comic. I'm aware of this. Tell it to them. Tell them how hard that shit is. I beg of you. I plead. I'm on my knees. My hands are clasped together. Sam, are my hands clasped together? Yes. Yes, they are clasped together. I'm telling you, tell these people it ain't easy. It's not. It's it, no. I know it's not. I know it's not. And uh, yeah, I just wish people were like, people just need to. I think when they when they're asking for stuff to be in a game, like think about like why, like why it should be that way. Because like I like let me give you a great example. Like, oh, and, and let me just game. say by the way, the the answer because I would like it is not an acceptable answer. Stop. Get over yourself. You're not important. Ask yourself why in the grand scheme of what the product is trying to do. Don't think about yourself. Let go of yourself. Another one of Buddha's teachings. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> let go. As as Wind Waker Link once said, let go. Press let go. A to let go. <laughs> and but but I was but but the the example I was gonna give is like with the, the new Pokemon game Legends Arceus, which by the way I'm enjoying quite a bit. I've I've discussed with like you know friend of the show Tom and I've seen a couple sentiments online. Oh, I'd love to see them do Legends Arceus, but have like the traditional poke the the traditional more complex battle mechanics with abilities and the old stats and levels and how that stuff worked, and have actual routes and have more trainers and have the the whole gym experience, but set in this you know, type of, uh, type of world where you go around and catch the Pokemon. And I've been thinking, as I play the game and I'm like, I don't think this shit would mix. Like, I just don't like part of the reason why going around in Legends Arceus and getting like, like fighting wild Pokemon, catching an obscene amount of Pokemon using like bought, like catching and fighting, fighting these like boss Pokemon and like using them, the alphas, like part of the reason why that's like, fun is because of how the game is set up now and if you introduce a lot of these traditional pokemon elements the stuff that's good in this game ceases to be kind of kind of ceases to be good if you add in all these tertiary elements of going around and having to fight trainers because if you have to fight trainers yeah that means you have to have good pokemon in your party which means you can't just have whatever in your party whatever garbage you you want and or need to follow up the many tasks in the pokedex because because the game's not about the gyms it's not about the trainers it's about catching the pokemon so the game you play it in a way that optimizes you catching the pokemon and filling out your your dex task that each Pokemon has, where you gotta catch 15 Bidoof, or catch 10 Bidoof without being seen, or fight, kill 10 Bidoof, and kill 5 of them with a super effective move, with a fighting type move, or some shit like that, as an example. 
you can't really walk around in your party with randos if you gotta worry about fighting trainers, you know? And the game would have to have some form of, of, of linearity to it to give the game, or more linearity to it, to give the game some level curve with the trainers and, and, and stuff that you fight. Like, it, it, like a lot of, like, yeah, it sounds good on paper to be like, oh, this is, oh, Legends Arceus is, like, in, it is an interesting step forward for the series. Let's incorporate all these old elements from the classic games in. And, and, and I just am like, I don't think you're going to get the game you, you expect you're going to get by doing that. Because, like, yeah, it, like, sucks that the combat, that the actual Pokemon battling is, like, le is just less complex than it is in, say, like, Gen 8, where there's no abilities, there's no hold items, uh, stats are different, stat, stat buffing has been simplified, all this shit, um, status moves are temporary, buffs and stuff are, are temporary in battle, like, all this shit is different. But the reason it's like that is because it's all in service of making catching Pokemon, which is the core point of this game, smooth and fun to play. And I don't know if you could have it both ways, is what I've kind of realized playing this game. And that's why I'm tempted to be like, oh, yeah, I'd love for the, the next mainline Pokemon game to just take everything that was here and try to incorporate all this new stuff. Because I, I think that ends up in both, like, you put in, you know, both stuff and the grid stuff about classic Pokemon's not, isn't fully able to shine and neither is the good stuff in legends that's new is going to be able to fully shine either like and i just and that's what i and i just wish more people would at least just be, think about it and be a little cognizant of it you know when they're you know making you know criticisms or talking about a game or what they want to see from from a sequel or whatever you know i do know sam which is why i can say very confidently that Gran Turismo 7 is just a car game and probably not very good. If you want to join our Discord, you can make sure to so. check out the link in the description. <laughs> that uh, was a joke about Gran Turismo. I'm on that game side. Uh, yeah, we're, we're, we're pro GT. I'm going I'm to play it. I'm going to play it. I don't know if I'll play it when it comes out because it's going to be in March and it's, you know, it's Elden Ring season, you know, got to be honest. But uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to buy the game this year. I want to show it's, my support. Honestly, it's a tough, it's a tough, March is going to be a tough month because there's Elden Ring. There's yeah. Stranger of Paradise and, and Gran Turismo 7. I mean, of the three of those, I know which one I'm not getting. I, I mean, here's the deal. But, I mean, let's be real here. At the end of the day, when we look at the sales figures at the end of the year, GT's going to clock the shit out of Elden Ring and fucking Stranger of Paradise. Stranger pa oh, absolutely. Enough people are going to buy it. Are gonna get, these games are going to get fucking decked. <laughs> By by everyone coming out of the woodwork for GT because it's that kind of series that people just fucking show up for, you know they show up when a new new one of these comes out. They're all ten plus fifteen million plus selling games. It's fucking wild. Yeah, no, everyone. Like, here's the thing: the Sony PS4 brained individual. As much as we mock them, as much as we belittle them, as annoying as they are, remember the reason they are so loud is because they are so small. <laughs> Sam, I, I, I gotta be honest, I'm having fun this week. I'm truly yeah. having fun this week. Um and I was gonna propose something that we uh that we go over. Please? Oh yeah, yeah. I remember now. I remember. Uh I was gonna say, Sam, before we end this episode, I just wanna list off a couple of things that that the crack house stands for. Right? Okay. Let's get our let's get our bearings. Eighty nine episodes in, eighty nine episodes in, finally sharing our values. <laughs> The, the 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 crack house amendments right the the yeah. the, the 10 crack house the amendments. the mantras 
Yeah, I just, I, like I was saying last week, the, the Crack House does approve of The Sopranos, right? <laughs> the Crack House does approve of Ted Lasso. Wait, what hold on. Things wait, that- wait, when did we, when, I'm not saying I disapprove of The Sopranos, but when did we approve The Sopranos? <laughs> this was like th- two weeks ago when I was talking about JRPGs and I did my Tony Soprano impression. That was terrible. Oh, okay. Yeah, yes, we, oh, yes, we do, we do, we do approve of The Sopranos. <laughs> Yeah, so I just want I just want to get your take, Sam. What are what is something that you have not talked about on the crack house, but you do approve of? Like absolutely approve of. Oh God, what have I not talked about in the crack house? What what's I have not talked about in the like, crack house? Like what what do you feel like people are dunking on right now that needs your love? That the crack oh. house needs to approve of? I oh yeah, I'll i I'll do so I'll do I'll 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 hit one that I don't normally normally talk about. Cause one over the course of the last like like 14 months or so. I've just completely I've I've fallen in love with manga and we've discussed manga here and there on the show. But one of my uh, one of my like favorite loathing activities when I'm when I want to mauled and kill time at work is what I'll do um is you on go to Sunday, anime only Twitter. Yeah, and my anime only Twitter. Uh actually no, I don't go to Twitter. I I go to Reddit. But before I go to Reddit, every Sunday uh, is when Sunday morning is when Shonen, the Shonen Jump app updates with the new chapters for the week. Because I'm pretty sure it goes live in Japan on Monday. So we, we get it. We get it on Sunday. And if I, I think that's how that, that works. And what I like to do is I like to go to work and I like to read the chapter. I like to read the recent chapter of whatever I'm caught up on. And then immediately go to r slash manga and read the comments in the discussion thread. And oh my god. The these fucking people are like the I, I mean we were we talk about we were making fun of Sony Brain the entire show, dude. These people in R slash manga are the most ungrateful pieces of shit I have like ever fucking seen in my entire life. Like it's clear, it's clear that like none of these people commenting in these discussion threads have any idea on like what goes in to manga creation or how this shit is fucking made. It's like so funny. Like they're talking about like like right now uh I'll give you guys an I'll give an example. And no spoilers, but My Hero Academia the manga, it it's it, it is clear by the current like chapter titles and where we're going that we're in the we're in the end stretch. We're in the final stretch. It's probably going to wrap by the end of the year. Um it'll be done. Either that or the beginning of next year. Um and Every chapter, the last, like, 20 weeks, dude, every chapter, I read it and say, oh, yeah, that's pretty good. I'm looking forward to next week's. And then I go on my slash vaga, and they all are just so indignant fucking assholes. They're like, oh, what a wasted fucking filler chapter. Uh, 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 clearly fucking, uh, oh, God, what the fuck, uh, um... I think his name's Hero or something. I forgot the author's name. It's like, clearly he's writing the fucking story by the seat of his pants. And it's like, uh, yeah. Do you not know how this shit's fucking made? What, you think the fucking story was made up six years ago? All this shit was just made up six years ago? No, this shit's written week to week. You fucking, you you moron. Like, it's like, like, you know, like these people actually, like, you know, you know, we always talk about like, you know, not we on crack house, but the games industry always, or people who write about games and stuff, it's, you know, crunch is a big to do, right? And we always love talking about crunch. And, you know, in, you know, overtime before a game comes out to, to get it done. That's just, that's just the schedule of people who make manga. 
is crunch. They just they just live in like abs- absurd crunch, and that just is their life. Like people kill themselves to make this shit. And I'm not saying you gotta like it or kiss or kiss all ass or have no problems with the story or anything. But it's like clearly there's just like. It's just like, oh, I just want to shoot these people. I just want to take them out back and just clock them with the fucking baseball bat. And just say, and just sound like, enjoy. Thank you. Thank you, Miles. Audio only program. I pulled, I pulled out a baseball bat. bat. I pulled, he pulled I out a, a, a literally bat. bloody, he pulled out a bloody Louisville slugger. Um, that he, it, it was, it was part of a hotline Miami cosplay before anyone gets, uh, too twisted. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and, and the, uh, and it's just like these these fucking people just I just want to like j- shut up and just enjoy the fucking story. Can't you just enjoy the fucking story, please? You know, can't you just read it and have a good and and just enjoy it and, and and like move on with your life? And if you're not enjoying it, stop fucking reading it because that's how this that's how manga is made. Manga is meant to be consumed for as long as you want. To consume it, and the moment it sucks, you should you should need to stop reading it. That's how the whole industry works. That's how this all works. But people just I don't know they they just they just loathe themselves and they read shit that that they don't like every fucking week and go on r slash manga and complain about it in the discussion section. <laughs> like, <laughs> so so do you stand by manga artists or do you stand by molding over r slash manga? I, 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 I stand by manga art is, is what I stand by. I stand by the art form. I stand by the folks who do this shit because I got to be honest, Miles. I, I, so far I, I've, I've consumed like, you know, quite a bit, of, quite a bit of stuff. I'd say like 70% of the stuff I've read has been from, from jump 30% from other, other magazines. All of it's been pretty good. There's not been something where I've been like, man, this, this is shit. This is this is complete fucking garbage. There's typically something I enjoy about every little thing I've read. Um thus thus far. It's like a just a fucking great. I think it's a, just a great art form, great form of storytelling. Um and because everyone who makes it has to be passionate. It can't like, you know, there's I, no half-assing I, I, it. There's no really is there really really is no half-assing it. Um because if you want to be in this game and you want to have a successful series, it has to be good and remain consistent. Um, and I just like, and I just makes me so mad. I see people just like, like, it's like, man, can you enjoy anything? Like, that's how I feel, you know, like, I'm not even saying the shit's the best shit ever, but like, this is good. Like, this is good stuff. And here you are bitching and moaning that it sucks. Like, as for my thing and we'll end, well, this, I guess we can end off after this. We don't have to do like a whole list, right? Because, yeah. because those are miserable nightmare episodes whenever we do them. Um, my thing that I stand by, Sam, that is very similar uh, to, to your thing. Uh, I stand by people who reject comparisons, who reject apples and orange comparisons. Like people who like, like a friend of mine sent me a tweet that he was mauling over because someone just tweeted dead space two is better than resident evil four. What? And it's just like, okay. Yeah. I, I they're mean, both like they're, they're over the shoulder horror games. They're action yeah, they're horror both, games. They're both over the shoulder, third person action horror games, but guess which one has tank controls and guess which one has analog movement. <laughs> it's like what it's like already. We're playing different video games here. 
already. Um, and just anyone who can say that they like something without putting something else down, the crack house stands by you, sir. It stands yeah. by you. And yeah. if you can't do that, that's your that's your lesson from the Buddha this week. Stop comparing. I mean, here's the deal. Like, I I mean, here's the deal. I I'm more positive on comparisons than you. I don't like like here's the deal. Someone saying Dead Space Two is better than Resident Evil Four is just like the most like that that's it's like worthless. a meaningless thing. That's worthless. Um, but when I say like when I say Pokemon Legends Arceus is reverse the Phantom Pain. It's like a, I'm making a. I say that and then explain it with the various for the record. If you if if you're curious, how what I mean by that is Phantom Pain. You have the main missions, which are excellent, the best part of the game. The side missions, which are a little whack, but they're I mean, it's whatever. But it's like a clear drop off of quality. And then catching and, the animals. And then there's and then there's catching the animals. It, 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 catching the animals slash. It's just odd, stupid shit you got to do for 100% that where it's like has nothing to do with the fucking game. Yeah, finding um, all the blueprints, for example. Yeah, the, the uh, yeah, the, the bullshit, just the bullshit is like shitty and sucks ass. Pokemon Legends Arceus, the main content, I want nothing to do with it. I'm like, I'd rather, I'd rather ignore it. I'd rather not do anything. Then there's the request, the side missions. They're cute. They're really funny about, they're really funny. They reference a lot of fun stuff about the Pokemon lore and use aspects of the Pokemon to make fun side quests about them. More interesting. And then there's just running around the open world, catching the Pokemon and ignoring everything and just doing the most menial objectives, the menial worthless dex, dex task is the most interesting, best part of the game. See, like, but that, that's a comparison that, that has nothing to do with quality. Everything to do with context. Yeah, like, context and explaining the feeling of playing the game. Yeah, like, like when, when someone's like, yeah, like, here's the thing about Dead Space is better than Resident Evil, Resident Evil 4. Okay, I mean, Resident Evil 4 is really critically acclaimed, but, like, do you like Resident Evil 4? Like, do you hate it? Because if, if Dead Space is better than Resident Evil 4 and you hate Resident Evil 4, like, that's not, that's not saying a lot, you know? You might not like Spain. You know, you might just not like Spain, and that's why Resident Evil 4 does do it. It's like, I hate, I hate, I hate the Spanish, you know? They're fucking, I hate Spain. I don't, I don't like the game. That's, give me dead space. Getting pegged's a lot better than seeing blood in your stool. It's like, all right, well, okay. I mean, sure, but I, I mean, I don't, I don't particularly love either. So, like, 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 where does getting pegged rank for you? Yeah. And in the other comparison, it's like, yeah, I like Resident Evil 4 more than Dead Space. It's like, well, you like aliens? Oh, fuck no, I hate aliens. Of course you don't like fucking Dead <laughs> Space. Of course you don't like Dead Space. It, it's, it's like when I was talking about SMT1 and SMT2, when it's like, I hear SMT2 has the better story. I can actually believe that. But, like, my immediate response to SMT1 was a lot more interested because it, it set itself up as, like, this, you know, surreal, fable kind of thing. And... And SMT2 is like an annoying cyberpunk game where I immediately see someone with a fucking eye patch that's made of computers, and I was like, "Fuck!" Like, I just I probably would like. Wait, from hold what on, I've heard. hold on. Robot eye or eye patch made of computers? Eye patch made of computer. Okay, I just had to check. I just had to confirm. It's like a robot eye, but I, I think it's a peripheral rather than a, a than a, a cybernetic. Right. I see. It's not like Deus Ex, you know. Yeah, yeah, where he's where he's got the sunglasses built into his face. It's awesome. Dude, I thought Deus Ex is sick, dude. I love that game. <laughs> Deus Ex is actually sick as fuck. Yeah, but like 
shit, man. <laughs> like, I, I probably would like SMT2 way more than SMT1 now that I've played SMT1 and I realize that I that it's the boringest fucking game ever made. Um, but, man, I just don't like, I just don't like sci-fi. I just don't like sci-fi. And so if you ask me which aesthetic I preferred, I'd be like, yeah, SMT1. But people are like, but SMT1's aesthetic is just generic Japan. And I'd be like, I know. I Shit's like better. Japan. <laughs> I like I like Japan. I don't like I don't like Machine City. <laughs> Anyways, but, if you want to be a true crackhead, join the dis- the the d- description <laughs> in the Discord. Yeah. Uh, and, and and before we uh before we end the show, Miles, uh, one last thing I need, I I got to say before we uh, wrap ooh, up. Ooh, okay. Uh, and it's a really important one for us for this show. Miles, I gotta uh, save the date, everyone. I'm sending out I'm sending out RSVPs right now. Save the date for March 30th, 2022, because Death Stranding Director's Cut's coming to PC, and I'm Yo! gonna play it. That's gonna be and a whole episode more. And or less. I, I'll, I'm gonna say yeah, and I'm gonna say this. I might even go as far to review. Death Stranding director's cut on Turnstile and do like a 25 30 minute and do it and that's one of our beefy reviews for the end of end of eight, March cuz it comes in at a pretty good time and um so I have no excuses this I got no more excuses I'm out the games on my per, the best version of the game is on my preferred is on my PC is on my computer it's got cars now so the game is just objectively better now cuz I can race I can drive around uh not because motorcycles weren't in the game previously <laughs> and or trucks or trucks or or, or hovercrafts or whatever else is gets introduced not later on the wait boat. i thought there is i thought there is a hovercraft oh no what you're thinking of is the, the cargo carrier which is not i guess it is kind of a hovercraft i suppose it is but it's not it's an interesting item. It's, it it's, hovers. It hovers, right? So, so the point of it is that you are supposed to tie it to your 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 satchel, and you can lug more equipment because it floats. But Sam can also just use it as a skateboard. <laughs> so yeah, I'm excited to uh, I'm excited to to sit down with it and give it another go. Uh, the, the the first the, when it came to PC the first time I just started working as a delivery driver, so I was like. I don't really want to go to work and then come back and do more deliveries. Like, I'm just not mentally about that right now. Sam, but now you, I am. You, to be fair, you would have also had to deliver pizzas, and that would have been too close to home. <laughs> Take this pizza to the... <laughs> Sam, you need to deliver this pizza to Lake Knot City. It's Grandma's birthday, and she requested a pizza very specifically. Make sure oh, that from the pizza Domino's. stays... Yeah. Make sure that the it would Domino's, be Domino's. It, it would be Domino's. Make sure that the Domino's pizza stays level to the ground at all times. You wouldn't want the anchovies uh, tumbling all over the place during a delivery. Now would you, Snake? Er, fuck. Anime thighs when she opened up so wide, I got a twinkle in my eye. Asian pussy is so tight, I just really want a pipe. Oh my gosh, she got them big ass titties, she's only five. Hey, hey. Anime thighs when she opened up so wide, I got a twinkle in my eye. Asian pussy.
knees so tight I just really wanna pipe Oh my god, she got them big ass titties She's only five Hey, bitch, I'm about to fuck this cutie So I whip out my katana And I knock this little bitch out With just one hit like I'm Saitama Why you act like you retarded Like little bitch, I don't want drama I still hit when she says no Don't understand what she don't wanna A sword fighting with my penis Like I'm in a fucking dojo All these bitches want me Like my name was fucking Jojo Asian penises do tiny Like it was a no-show Bitch, don't watch your coochie Watch anime with the bros, though with my motherfucking bitch I might pull up, give those thighs a little motherfucking kiss and man if you talking shit tell ryuki you on a list yeah your sister is my groupie she take this anime dick okay okay like little bitch i don't care if that fat ass is too deep score a bounty on that pussy you can call me spike lee putting out fire getting ice bitch i'm todoroki and if you got some shit to say then you can say it to me anime thighs when she open up so hot i got a twinkle in my eye